Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Doesn't the suit have like a dozen of those apps on his phone? Probably. Plus a triple A app. All right, uh, we've had some problems. Uh, today's show brought to you by Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost worth online. SunburyMotors.com for Kia Hyundai, best in new inventory, great pre owned inventory. With the Sunbury Motors Guarantee, terrific service department that backs it up. Routine, difficult, handling it all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, almost worth online, sunburymotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, time now for Neil Kulon. Sir, welcome. As always, it's great to be here. Happy Super Bowl week to you and everybody out there. Let's start with the Brock Purdy story. And to me, the Brock Purdy story is more of the $870,000 a year. What does that potentially do for the 49ers long-term, maybe in the next couple of years, maybe three in this window, to build a team any way they wish to because of that $870,000 a year? I think it comes down to your team's philosophy there's a lot of things obviously that you can do and if you look at the difference between $870,000 for a a team that over the last two years really with Purdy they're they're at the Super Bowl level um, you know you're challenging me off the top of my head I'm not sure what the average uh, salary would be for a quarterback but obviously any of them on a rookie contract gives you the advantage of he's $25 25 million a year additional space. Absolutely. Uh, in, in oh, absolutely. Cash, I mean, same level. I mean, I mean, he's not even remotely close. He's like the 31st highest paid quarterback in the uh, starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, it really it doesn't get much lower than that, you know. I mean, so you're, I mean, you're looking literally, at literally literally Lamar Jackson in 11 minutes of game time makes as much money as Brock Purdy. That's what I was thinking. And he, the, the fact that he's on the level that he's at uh, pretty consistently shows you they're, they're able to get a lot of run out of a player that the market suggests cannot be doing what he's doing. That gives you the ability. This, this really depends on how a team wants to, to structure it. You can get one more player with that. You, you could pay somebody else. Uh, a lot of money in free agency if you want to do that. You're, you're able to extend a couple more players uh, over the next couple of years, uh, presumably before uh, Purdy would become a lot more expensive. Um, one thing, though, that people need to recognize is, yes, on an individual level, they're getting a, a you know highway. They're getting away with highway robbery uh, at the quarterback position. But every agent in the NFL is negotiating against their salary cap position as well as the market. So if, if they're this far below the cap, and you're typically paying at this level, and the league says, the market of the league says, uh, normally a player at this position is making across the league 15% of the cap. I'm, I'm making that number up. 
Sure. Uh, that's what they're going for for their client. The fact that the, the 49ers do not have a quarterback eating up a lot of cap space can work against them in a way um, in that they're, they're going to end up paying more out to other players. It's, they're not going to be able to get uh, you know, market-level deals uh, individually when you are going to be that much farther below the cap compared to everybody else relative to the fact that you don't pay your quarterback anything. In other words, they're not going to be able to get away with it overall. I, I understand that if we want to break it down as, as simply as that, uh, they have a huge advantage. They do have more money to spend uh, than other teams will, but they're going to pay for that in other ways. Other players are going to be a little bit more expensive than other other mm-hmm. teams are going to have to pay for them just simply because of their cap position. So uh, they're, they're absolutely it, – it's a problem every team would love to have, don't get me wrong, but right. uh, it, it will drive the market up for other players. And when you have uh, the, the star power that the 49ers do, you're looking at – you know these are Hall of Fame-level players, a guy like George right. Kittle, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, um, adding Debo Samuels to that – they, they, it's not just the quarterback position that they're doing really well at. Their entire offensive line, beyond Williams, uh, is is pretty affordable, and they play pretty well. Um, Joey Bosa, or excuse Nick Bosa, in that um, he's getting paid quite a bit of money. They've got other players around that defense though that aren't that are contributing at a very high level. So uh, it, it, it's everything regarding the salary cap is cyclical. They they can get away with a lot of that, but it's not something that's going to last. For the duration of Purdy's uh, rookie contract, they're going to have to pay for and replace other players during that time. Uh, in some cases, because of the fact that they're not paying as much uh, for the quarterback, they're going to have to overpay uh, elsewhere. Because this is the the Russell Wilson uh, Seattle Seahawks model when he was a third round pick, they were able to get Bobby Averill, Percy Harvin as free agents. And then they were able to secure their entire secondary, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard Sherman, because they their quarterback was on a third-round deal, not a seventh-round deal, a third-round deal. And in the short term, it made them a power. And my point about San Francisco is, in the short term, they can be a power because their quarterback isn't going to be draining that $25 million a year. Yep, they're, they're going to have the flexibility to keep a lot of the guys that they have. And from there... Uh, you get lucky with health, which is a huge factor to all of this. Yes. Uh, you're able to keep a core together for longer than than everybody else. Now you you got to get that core right, and the core's got to stay in place, which you know Seattle was able to do uh, when Wilson was there. What I was thinking of um, was Baltimore uh, before Joe Flacco had to get paid. I remember uh, if you recall Brian McKinney uh, from back in the day. He's a player that notoriously uh, didn't exactly keep himself in great shape. Right. Um, they were able to sign him as a free agent, and they paid him at that point. It was, you know, a fairly decent chunk of money. It was something like six, seven million dollars, and he didn't play until the playoffs. Right. He worked himself into shape. They could afford that because their quarterback wasn't making anything. Vontae Leach is one of the best uh, fullbacks in NFL history for for what a, a fullback purely does in a modern offense. He played twelve snaps a game. They could afford to pay him three million dollars a year to play those 12 snaps because their quarterback wasn't making anything. So you're, you're able to set up, uh, even beyond the core, other players that can be positionally or situationally uh, very important to your team. You can overpay for those types of players within the market and set up something dominant 
uh, based solely on your ability to keep a group together that can do just one thing very well, whereas every other team that, that's paying a quarterback probably can't afford uh, to bring players like that in if they if they can only play you know, in eight, nine, ten snaps a game. And that that's what Baltimore was able to do. San Francisco's in a position where their their core guys who do play four quarters a game uh and are playing at at a very high level and frankly were there and doing that uh before, during and, and currently with Purdy, they're able to put all of that together. So yeah, it, it's it's a situation where you would assume San Francisco can keep this team together for at least one more season uh beyond this and perhaps be playing in the game again next year. Roger Goodell stumbled a bit yesterday when it came to the <clears throat> the issue of uh, of concussions in the league, but he did not stumble at all when it came to the issue of streaming. And he was asked about streaming the Super Bowl, and he says, not as long as I'm commissioner. What did you think of that statement by him, especially in light of the Dolphins-Chiefs game that was earlier in the playoffs? Um, the knee-jerk reaction, just kind of laughing to myself, was that it probably means he's retiring after the Super Bowl. But <laughs> it, it it definitely did not land well to have the playoff game streaming. I, I think we, we've talked about this before. Sometimes uh, you you need to have the negative mark against you. Sometimes you got to take the hit for the sake of learning everything about it. What does it look like? What is the market reaction to it? You can talk about things all the time, and there there is social media buzz, and there's a big outrage. But um, you know, this might not be the most appropriate parallel. But people talk about concussions and the safety of the game, and injuries, and everything like that. It's this huge black mark against the game, yet no one's stopping to you know. Everyone's continuing to watch. So it, it's not as if all of these issues are really. Um, you know, financially speaking, they're not of a gigantic concern to the NFL in the sense that they can get a lot of negative publicity and people are still keeping their TVs on. Now, the manner in which they're, they're watching the game on their TV or device or whatever, um, it, that, that's a, a future concern, but it's an option for the NFL. I think it's worth looking at. And for them to know the, the real answer to that question, they got to test it in real time. They've got to see what it's like with with you know big money on the line, uh, just to get a sense of the direction. I would imagine looking at the numbers and weighing that along with a very negative reaction to it, they wouldn't have interest in in streaming uh, a Super Bowl only. That's the only way that they were able to do it. So for Goodell to come out and, and staunchly be against it, as if. You know, they they weren't responsible a month earlier for for doing it, completely justifying the question that was being asked. It's, it's kind of typical uh, political NFL. Uh, I'm not surprised by his response. Uh, I would imagine most people would reasonably have guessed uh, they would not have pursued it beyond the playoff game that they did. But to be fair, as a business, sometimes you need to know definitively what that answer is and not just uh, operate off what you think it's going to be because. A lot of hidden numbers, you know. There are a lot of people that, that watch it anyway. Um, I did. I didn't really notice. If you, you talked to me, uh, an issue of quality, I didn't notice the difference uh, beyond right. the game itself. Yeah. I thought it was kind of boring, but it, it's it's not like it's a, it was an avenue the NFL couldn't go down if it wanted to, and it needs to know the answer to that question for for future's sake, uh, for planning for what they're trying to do. They need to know the answer to that. 
Um, figuring that for the Super Bowl, I don't think is a real good idea, but it, it, it'll help them in terms of negotiations in the future, and that that's probably what it was about more than anything else. Right, and when you look at it, though, uh, they talk about the $23 million that streamed it. That's impressive. And then you look at the AFC and NFC title games that were both in the 50s. In other words, they cut off, in my opinion, 27 to 30 million of their audience by doing this. What business wants to do that? Um, that's, that's a good question. I, I wonder, off the top of my head, I'm not going to know it either. I wonder what the, the, the ratings differences between the wild card and the championship game are typically. Um, yeah, um, and got... that's a, that's a real that's a really good question. Um, but see, the difference is, is that when I'm sitting there, and the uh, NFC Championship game is on, and it's on CBS, they're also airing it on Paramount Plus. See, that's what you need to be aiming for. Where I'm going maximum audience. So if you want to stream on Paramount Plus, I've got the game. If I air, I can watch on over the air. And I think that's what they should be aiming for to then, if they want to gradually do it, sure. I think trying to go cold turkey like they did with the Dolphins-Chiefs game, and you're right, it was not an exciting game to watch, but it was also like zero degrees out. And I'm like, okay, let's watch this thing. All right, And so I did. But to me, that's the aim, maximum audience. I think you're always looking for that, and the combination of the two gives you maximum audience. That's my opinion. Yeah, you'd think that would be the point, right? I mean, they, they would want to get as many ways uh, to put their product in front of people's eyes as possible. And, and for me, um, I wouldn't have noticed. You know, I, I, I have – I'm a streaming guy. I have a lot of those things anyway. That's sure. probably how I'm even watching it and not even realizing it anymore. Okay. Um, can, I, can I ask you something? Compared to your, your old cable bill and with all the streaming sites you have, are you saving money? In a not in a significant way, and yeah. I, I don't. I, I think the market, there's a certain amount of money that people are going to spend, and from there, what they're trying to do is give the user the most amount of of um, product for what they're spending. With cable, there there was a sense of convenience. You're used to it. Um, I know this because we're trying to set my mom up with the same thing, and she uh, okay. she can't figure out an app to save her life. Right. It, it's more of I have to click a few more buttons to get to what I need to, but now I can get all the stuff that I want at maybe a little. If you want to call like twenty dollars a month, a, a significant saving. Sure. Let's say um, it. it certainly can be, but I I'm also you know pretty plugged in <laughs> to an embarrassing right. level so yeah, I, I think there are people that definitely are saving money but you know 200 versus call it 175 somewhere in there right. uh that that's with premium that's with a, a very uh, high speed plan um it, it, i'm i'm probably making out better the way that i'm doing it which is why i'm doing it but i, I wouldn't call the savings uh the primary focus of it it's just more um Whittling down the stuff that I don't want and getting exactly what I do want. How do you view the game this week? You know, I, I have bet against Kansas City too many times this year, and <laughs> I keep getting the same feeling after every single game. And this time, I can't do it because 
incidentally, I've bet for San Francisco way too many times this year, and they've let me down with, with games that's like, wow, I don't know, I, what did you guys eat last night? I mean, they're, they're not consistently as good as they should be. And Kansas City, it, it's, you know, we talked about Pittsburgh a lot like this this season. They, they have a way of making you come down to their level wherever they're at. And in, as, as Baltimore learned, if you want to go toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, you, you don't need to just – obviously you need to outscore him, but it doesn't have to be a track race anymore. He can beat you 17-10 on the road, and he can beat you on a 40-yard completion because you're in the completely wrong defense for what they're trying to do. They identified it and made you pay for it. And they can do that four or five times a game, and they've figured out defensively. I thought Steve Spagnuolo did a, a phenomenal job uh, last week in, in, in stopping Baltimore. Um, nobody's giving him credit for that. Well, the only thing we can talk about is how allegedly badly Lamar Jackson played. I, was, I don't right. think it was that at all. But it, it, they have the ability to win those key downs, and that's the trademark, in my opinion, of your high-level team because they can get away with, you know, as, as you know, Belichick would say it, 70 plays in a game, 58 to 60 of them are going to be split more or less down the middle because pros are playing against pros. Right. It's those other 10 to 12 plays in the game that are going to make the difference ultimately. Kansas City is winning 8 to 10 of those plays every game now, and they're not doing it pretty the way that they used to. And Patrick Mahomes has gotten so smart, and Andy Reid has, has drawn up so much for him uh, in terms of you know fifth-level options, fifth-level looks of, of plays to make. Uh, they're they're able to win those key downs. I mean, just look at the third down difference between Baltimore and Kansas City last week. Yeah. Um, Kyle Shanahan, a coach that I, I have a huge amount of respect for, and I love watching his teams play. I love seeing what he's doing. He hasn't gotten to that point. You know, they they don't win those types of plays and downs consistently. And you knew Detroit wasn't going to twenty-one to three for for the Lions on the road in the championship game. No, that's not going to last. And it, it not only did it last, but San Francisco won fairly comfortably by the end. I mean, they, they, they did. completely, completely yep. blew them away in the second half. That's a better team. But San Francisco still has those long lapses of, like, what are you guys doing? I, they're not going to get away with that against Kansas City. And I, I, I think San Francisco should win. I think San Francisco is the better team. But I think it, it's just going to be a, a, a play-to-play battle and Mahomes is just going to be too much at the end. I, I think Kansas City's going to win. My friend, always a pleasure. Appreciate the time you always give us. Absolutely.